You're listening to the Outer Banks This Week podcast, a place for people to hear what's going on up and down the beach and get the truth about what really goes on around the Outer Banks. So here we go. Yes, Lexi, here we are. Outer Banks This Week podcast, episode number 46. And we have a brand spanking new sponsor, presenting sponsor. We're talking, this is Kelly's Automotive, the Outer Banks This Week podcast, all brought to you by Kelly Automotive right here in Manio. They opened back in 2010, and uh, Kelly Midget, man, he has been the king of the used car market here on the Outer Banks, and now he is selling sheds as well. I have a shed from him. I have a car from him. Ain't much you can't get at Kelly's Automotive. Yeah, you heard me correctly. If it has doors... It can be yours. You call Kelly or Dakota, 252-473-3807, or check out their inventory online at kellysobxauto.com. Love Kelly, love Dakota. Uh, fantastic folks over there at Kelly's Automotive in Manio. All right, so glad to have them on board as the presenting sponsor. I, he hit me with that the other day, and I was like, yeah. So we're very thankful to have him. All right, um, I'm going to go ahead and bring our guest in real quick. So this gentleman, he... I don't know. He's had like a whirlwind of a 24 hours. It feels like uh, he just got back from uh, doing what's called drill in New Orleans. He is in the Navy Reserve, attached to a Marine unit. I think I said that correctly. You did. That's did it. I, I said it right. You said it right. Yeah. All right. So my man's running on fumes right now. He's he's been moving. His name Joel Shinegold. Did I say it right? You absolutely did. Okay, because I feel like every time I see I, I screw up last names so much. That I feel like I messed it up. And last week when I said when I was teasing about you coming here, I said it and I was like, you know what? I bet I just butchered that and I'm sorry. <laughs> Most people do. You nailed it. So we hear it nine different ways, you know, throughout the course of the year. So right. uh, that was spot on. Thank you very much. And it's it's been a whirlwind of 24 hours. It's really been a whirlwind of a holiday season. You know, we're like a lot of us, we're all over the place. We're up in New Jersey. We're back home. We're up in Charlottesville. We're back home. And then I had to fly out to New Orleans and... Spend some time there, and I'm just happy to be back here, home in the Outer Banks. Right so on. I do not have to leave for a long time, and I'm very excited about that. Just, just a little background about Joel. He is uh, he and his wife Jess. They own and operate the uh, Rec Tiki Bar in Hatteras Village, and also the Snack Shack, which is right. I mean, 100 feet from the Rec, which is pretty much you can't miss it. It's right beside the ferry dock, the where you're lining up to get on the ferry. It's right there on the corner for you to grab something to eat before you get on said ferry. So and we did a podcast from there last summer. So much fun. Oh God, that was a blast. Enjoyed the heck out of that podcast. So he and I were talking not long ago and uh we were thinking he was like, man, I got some ideas, this, that, and the other. He's like, I want to talk a little bit about upcoming events going on in 2024 that we know of and some that are actual annual events so we're going to be talking about that in just a little bit joe oh anything anything you want to throw out there real quick man um sure i brought you a little something here oh lord so presents what i I didn't know christmas is over man i'd have to go down to new orleans and tell me to go right so i don't really look at the calendar see what else is happening down there at the time I did not know that this was the kickoff to Mardi Gras. Really? So it was really. So I know like Fat Tuesday in February is sort of the big event that everyone knows of, but the official start to Mardi Gras was on Saturday. So it was very cool being down there. I went to one of the parades uh, downtown near Bourbon Street, um, and it was a very unique experience. And so all the Mardi Gras stuff is happening. And uh, when that happens is they start bringing out the king cakes. And this is their like special tradition where they make these cakes – and I said, you know what? You know who would like a king cake? 
my man Justin. Ah, so, dude. Did from you get a king authentic cake? Authentic from New Orleans. I what? carried this on the airplane for you. No, dude, stop it. Stop it. My man had, what is that? Ra- ra- how do you say that? That is Rouse's. That Rouse's? Is one of the, is known as one of, the, one of the good ones. So, King cake. Um, of course, the king cake tradition, there is a baby hidden somewhere inside that king cake. They're usually porcelain. And uh, you don't know where it is. Whoever finds it in their slice of cake, they are given the gift of good luck and prosperity for the year. So good luck to you with oh. whoever you share that with. Maybe you don't share it with anybody, and then you're guaranteed to get that baby. But, no, no, no. I, <laughs> I will definitely share this. Strawberry has a check next to it here on the side. I thought I, that one sounded good. I love strawberries. Yeah. So you definitely did. Dude, Joel, thank you. Dude, I, that, that's, so, that's so cool, man. I really appreciate that, man. A little taste of New Orleans. Taste you. of New Orleans. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. Again, we're going to get into some of those events, uh, the annual events and things that we know of that are coming up in 2024. But this kind of goes back to what I had said last week uh, when I said we're going to have a variety of guests. Wanted to start with Joel. Okay, again, we're going to have a a revolving door of people coming in and out of here. We're going to do more on-site stuff. I will be back down at the wreck this coming summer as well because joel we had such a good time last year you let's were like dude again. let's let's go yeah. ahead and just nail this down right now so more food give justin more food yes that's the theme, <laughs> that's the theme of this year's podcast i love it and uh you know the, the community involvement just kind of recap our last episode that's what we're going to be more about this uh coming year with the podcast uh some things that i saw in the news joel and i want to talk to you a little bit about this okay uh just a couple new i don't really do a whole lot of news obviously but if i see something that's noteworthy and needs mentioning i will bring it up i'm curious okay so i want to start with the sugar planet sugar kingdom stores that there's one in kill double hills and there's one in nags head mm-hmm. they're supposed to be adding three more now i'm not going to get into the People, if you're in for or against it or anything like that, because it seems like there's a mixed bag on social media right now. Not going to get into all that. I just want you to know that there's going to be another one in Corolla. I think it's going to be close to the Curry Tuck Club. They're putting another one in Kitty Hawk, which is, I think, at around milepost, like one and a half, like way up there. I think it's close to Duck Intersection. And then they're going to put another one at where what at which at what was there we go. Pirates Beachware in Avon. So uh, that's something I felt like needed to be mentioned. I've seen some lots of, again, not going to get into the, do you like it? Do you not like it? I mean, I just wanted you to be aware being as you are, you live down in that area. Sure do. That, that that's coming your way. I think that's very exciting. Oh, okay. Yeah. I know my son's uh, yeah. excited. Of course. I mean, uh, it's, um, it's a trip. Whenever you go up the beach to Nags Head uh, or KDH, when you have the kids with you, you're making a couple stops that are mandatory. Sugar Kingdom is one of them. Uh, okay. And so to have that nave on now it could be a bit dangerous, but I mean, I'll be honest, I like candy too. Yeah. So uh, it's a fun place to go in, and uh, I, I think it, it's something new and different for Avon and for the you know Southern Outer Banks there. Um, good on them for expanding north. Good on them for expanding south. And I'm excited to see what they do with it. Cool. Good deal. Good deal. The only thing that really, I'll just say this. I don't know if you can take this negative, positive, however you want. But the only thing that kind of bummed me out was like there was one point where I, I thought, I think they were supposed to have, the one in Nag said they were supposed to have an ice skating rink in it. And I don't know that that ever happened. Now, I might have just been dreaming that. But I feel like there was supposed to be an ice skating rink in that one. And then I, I it just never, it never came through. And I think a lot of it, again, I, I feel quite certain that there was. I'm not going to sit here and I don't think I'm dreaming that. 
And I think a lot of it is to do with it was it was being open during a COVID year. Like 2020 was uh, when it was like finally up and running. I think that may have had something to do with it. Not a good year for opening stuff. No, not really. But at the same time, like maybe they'll maybe they'll bring that one back. Who knows? Maybe the one in Avon will have that skating rink. That'd be cool. Uh, something else that I wanted to mention real quick, like Joel, um, are you familiar with the social media megastar YouTuber Mr. Beast? If you have children, like you and I both do, then you are intimately familiar with Mr. Beast. I wouldn't say I'm intimately familiar. My son mentions him this from time to time. Regular programming on my television. See, I, I and and I had a friend of mine. I have a friend. Uh, I think he said at one point he worked for Mr. Beast. Some way, somehow, my friend did something with Mr. Beast. Um, I, again. I've heard the name like my, my son has his own little like iPad that he watches stuff on. So if he watches it on there, like it's not on my TV because I'm like, that's mine. You know what I mean? Like you ain't you got your own little thing over here. I need to employ that strategy for myself. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's our family TV. They, they have the YouTube app on there and that's there's a couple of them. Mr. Beast is by far and away the best one. He's the one that we mind the least and sometimes we'll sit down and watch some of his little contests and things like that. I think his shtick is that he makes millions and millions of dollars off one video and then he turns around and reinvests all of that right into the next video, making each one bigger and better than the one before it. And I think it's a really cool idea. Um, obviously, I think he's taking some money for himself, but you know, this is a like multi-million dollar enterprise he is right. running that he just continues to put back into producing the next latest and greatest video. So glad I had you here to explain that to me because I was trying to do some of my own research and I'll, I'll get to why I'm bringing him up in just a second, but he has, uh, from what I read, 337 million subscribers and has a net worth of $500 million. Okay. The reason why I bring him up is because it has been, uh, he, he has said, had, he's had billion dollar offers to buy out his enterprise and he has refused them. See, that's cool. That's cool. Because somebody walks up to me with a billion dollars, I, I, I may, I don't know. You I guess a billion both. dollars yeah. in this day and age really doesn't get you very far I anymore. Was, I don't know. Get me far. Okay. <laughs> I guess where I'm not in that light that he's in. And like, I, I don't know. Again, I don't want to sit here and say I wouldn't do it or I would. But um, I think good on him. Like he's still yeah, out there. He wants totally. to be creative. And he's taking millions of dollars every every video to try and make like the next best video so totally well it has been said i saw it i want to thank riley shelton uh he owns and operates the local as it gets brand and uh sam walker actually did a little something about that um he bought an island according to what i'm reading for one dollar off of wanchi somewhere between wanchi's and organ inlet well that is something what is it going to do? When, and, and and I'll just tell you, when I told my son this the other day, dude, he geeked out like it was the coolest thing he'd ever heard in his life, and he could not wait to tell his friends. I'm going to go tell my kid as soon as I get home, and they're probably going to have the same reaction. So that obviously, he's planning to do something with this island. And yeah. I can only imagine this is one of these. Now, again, I just said he invests hundreds of million dollars into these videos. He just bought that island for $1. So what could he be doing with the rest of that money? I guess we'll find out. Yeah. So that we need to get some recon out there, man. Do we know anyone in the Coast Guard? Someone can well, send I, us out there. I have a I have a couple of people that I saw that had made comments on this post that my buddy Riley had made, and I thought about maybe reaching out to them to get some more detail because uh, some there was one person in particular that 
knew about it, and I believe the individual's father was involved with taking Mr. Beast or whomever from Mr. Beast's entourage to this island to look at it. So I'm gonna, I, I may do some more homework on that, but I just thought that was a really neat little piece of news for those that love Mr. Beast. And hey, he just bought a piece of the Outer Banks. There you go. I have a feeling there's going to be a follow-up to this. There, there will be yeah. at some point. Uh, we're going to jump into some shout-outs real quick. Joe, um, do, do you have any shout-outs you would like to do? I got a couple. Get, fire away, sir. Well, let's start off. Shout-out to every participant of the 12 Bars of Christmas. Okay. What a cool thing for everybody in the community, everyone who is visiting. I, I've never really seen anything like that before. And it was a really good idea, but here's the thing. It was executed so well. I only made it to five or six, which is a bummer. I didn't get my ornament. I really wanted to. I didn't have enough time. Right. Next year, it'll be different. Did you get your ornament? I did not. I think my wife got one, though. Okay. Yeah. yeah so let's... Uh we both failed in that quest. Yeah, but next year yeah. we're back with a vengeance. So I hopefully her, there I, is next year. I stayed home with the kids. I sent her out. I was like, "You go do what you. I'll stay home with the kids." So no, no stress in there. So she could just go do her thing. You're a good man. <laughs> Opinions vary, <laughs> but I appreciate that. Uh, but they, I mean, each one of these bars, like I, I went to, like uh, Goombay's, Goombers, um, and uh, Mama make- Quans, you know, Mama Clauses. They they went like it wasn't just like, hey, let's put up some Christmas decorations. They went all out, man. Like this took some time and effort and planning. I just have to applaud them for really leaning into this and making it very special and uh, giving me a reason from down south in Hatteras to come up and and uh, and check out these bars. I just I, I loved every minute of it. I like the idea of it. I hope it grows. I hope next year it's like the 15 or 16 bars of Christmas. This is a very, very cool thing. Oh, yeah. And uh, by the way, you had a very, very good suggestion a couple weeks ago. Did I? You did. And anyone who is listening to this, who's participating in this next year, follow my man Justin's advice. Ernest Saves Christmas needs to be a themed bar Next season. Yes. 2024 Christmas. Yes. This is an underrated Christmas classic. I'm looking at Two Roads Tavern here. They did the McAllister's Corner. They did very well. Loved it. They, they killed it. I love the red toolbox in the corner. Like everything they did. Yeah. They're set up perfectly to do an Ernest Saves Christmas theme. And I think, you know, for us, we grew up with that, right? The next right. generation, not so much. This would be a good way to bring our world to them to be like, what is this Ernest Saves Christmas? And they'll be pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I, I hope you're right. I hope that somebody will grab that and run with it. You know, I really hope and pray that that's what happens because that, that's, that's my favorite Christmas movie. I mean, Christmas Vacation was done by the Outer Banks Bruin Station. So, again, I mean, and everybody brags about that movie. And I'm going to tell you the truth. I've never seen it. I've only seen like part of it. That's a little weird. You haven't seen it. But See, the problem is you get hammered over and over again with the same Christmas movies every season. And uh, you don't get any variation. No one's playing Ernest Saves Christmas. That's true. You just get the same three or four playing on repeat. I think it was on like Disney Plus, but that was it. I don't even actually think it was on Disney Plus this year. To be I didn't honest. see it anywhere. Yeah, I didn't. See I, it I watched it on Prime Video because I own it, and I watched it at least every other day. And my kids were tired of it, but that's cool. Um, what else you got? Anybody else? Yeah, let's go. With Scott Smith, Outer Banks Distilling. Oh, love me some Scott Smith. So. Um, I would say tough year for them, except I don't think it was. They had to shut down for a little bit to expand their plant. So, you know, us down in Hatteras, we use Kill Double Rum uh, almost exclusively in a few different drinks, and we love that partnership with them. And then this season, we couldn't get it. You know, they weren't really making it. Um, And they're back with a vengeance. We went up to – they had a really awesome event, Rex and Rum. So, uh, they you know, they hosted down the street – um, they had, you know, they're in the 12 bars of Christmas, so they had their holiday drinks and they hosted this event where they had some divers, uh, primarily they dive around Hatteras, come and give a presentation on like, Hey, here's what it's like diving these shipwrecks around the outer banks. Come get some drinks. 
look at some cool pictures, look at some really awesome videos and ask questions about what it's like diving in these things. And it was just a really, really well done event. Scott in particular has been a really good partner for us. Um, he's one of these guys who puts in FaceTime. He'll come down to the wreck and just kind of check in on things. And um, Scott's super cool. We used to have him yeah. on the radio on a regular basis. So he's doing a really good job down there. And I love being there for Rex and Rome. He, he, um, they, they nailed that one. So best of luck to them in 2024. I'm sure they're going to do very well. I got one more. Okay. Paul Sharon. Paul Sharon. Lost Colin <laughs> Brewing. I'm going to take this opportunity to tell a little story about Paul. Let's hear something about Paul. All right. So we take over uh, the wreck. And uh, my wife and I are coming from a different world, right? We're coming from healthcare and we're trying to figure out how all this stuff works. We meet Paul for the first time uh, over at Lost Colony Tavern. Mm-hmm. And we're kind of talking to him, meeting him. He's like telling me about some of the stuff he used to do. And he's like, hey, I'm going to bring you some cakes next week. So he personally delivers us our first kegs that we had as bar owners. Oh, okay. And uh, I'll never forget it because he shows up. Like, you know, we're sitting there trying to help figure out how, like, the tap system works and everything. And uh, he, he, like, just kind of throws the door open and walks into the wreck with a keg on his shoulder like Paul Bunyan except more badass. Oh, yeah. And he's just, yeah. like, walking in. He's like, hey, guys, here's your keg. Uh, but then he brought his own um, tap cleaning gear and he's showing us how you clean the taps. He's giving us all kinds of advice. And, and most importantly, he welcomed us to the business community down here. And uh, I'm always going to remember him for that. And um, that is one of the two things I'm going to remember him for. So later in that year, he's like, hey, here's my number. Call me if you ever need anything. So our first Memorial Day, first holiday weekend, we get slammed. My wife and business partner is off in New Jersey somewhere, leaves me alone solo, and we are overrun. And just like one by one, bang, 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 our cakes start popping. Right? And I'm like, oh, God, we're going to run out of beer. And this is Saturday. So oh, no. Like Sunday, oh, Monday, no. holiday weekend to get through. And uh, it's like two o'clock. I go out on the landing and I'm all stressed out. I'm like, I don't know. I'm going to try Hail Mary here because I'm running out of beer. I call Paul. It's a Saturday of a holiday weekend. He answers the phone. Hey, Joel, what's going on? I'm like, Paul, I need some help, man. I'm going to run out of beer like today. Is there any way that I can drive up, meet you somewhere in Manio and pick up a couple cakes from you tonight after we close? And he's like, let me tell you something. I'm not at the brewery right now, but I'm head over there. I'm going to pick up some kegs and I'm going to start driving south. When you close, you start driving north and I'll meet you. And I'm like, dude, you don't have to do that. He's like, it's already done. I'm on the way. So sure enough, he, he got, he, he, we met in Avon. He showed up. He pulled into the parking lot in that big, red, beautiful beer ranger truck. Yes. My man had four kegs for me. I took a picture with him, but I have like, uh, I have it saved because I keep meaning to frame it and put it in the bar. Um, but it was just like uh, such like a classic Paul thing, but really it's kind of like what I feel like a lot of us down here in the Outer Banks are. It's all very supportive. It's like, how can I help you? Paul dropped everything he was doing on that Saturday, went to the brewery, got kegs for us, got in his car, started driving it down so I wouldn't have to drive all the way up. And, um, you know, it just kind of showed me what kind of guy he is. Like, he's who I want to be when I grow up. That's kind of what I want to do for other people. And Paul, so, I hope you're not listening to this right now. <laughs> no. Share that story and just, uh, you know, say thanks again. So we owe it the Lost Colony uh, Brewing Company. We uh, It was actually uh, Hatteras Red was number one selling draft beer at the wreck. Uh, okay. And we always have it. We push it. And um, we've appreciated that partnership. Paul's, I can't say enough nice things about Paul. Paul is first class. There is, he is a first class individual. My brother is employed by Paul as his bartender at the tasting room, the beer garden that they have on the causeway. Uh, he's commonly referred to as dirt. Um, so he, uh, and, and he 
loves Paul. And again, Paul is actually supporting a, a, a nonprofit that I am a part of, the Dare Education Foundation. Uh, he's supplying the beer for the Dueling Pianos event coming up in February, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Mm. Uh, but I, yeah, I'm like you. Can't say enough nice things about Paul Sharon. Uh, fantastic guy at Lost Colony Brewery. Um, I have a few, just a few shout outs. Uh, I want to shout out to uh, the family of Tim White. Now, Tim White, he's 72 years old, passed away recently. Uh, he was the director of Dare County Parks and Rec for quite some time. Uh, very involved with the sports around the community. I remember he had a store over in Kill Devil Hills in the Dare Center. It was a sports store, and we didn't know what the name of it. We just called it Tim White's. Uh, provided a lot of sports equipment, did a lot of coaching in this community up here on the northern beaches, um, poured his heart and soul into the kids, into the athletic community. Uh, he just passed away uh, right there at, I want to say it was New Year's Day, New Year's Eve, right in that time frame. Uh, love his wife, Miss Marie White. Uh, she was a school counselor at Manio High School for a long time. And again, uh, her kids... Uh, Ryan, I graduated with her and David loved him so much. And they just had the funeral for uh, him the other day and, um, fantastic guy. So I wanted to shout out to that family and anyone that knows Tim knows that everything I'm saying right now is hundred percent true. I also want to shout out to my man, Sam Walker. You may remember Sam Walker started out with the Outer Banks voice, uh, founded obxtoday.com and now is kind of set out on his own. Uh, Sam's got a podcast now with his wife uh, he had WOBX as well. Um, Sam started a podcast with his wife. It's called the Sam and M show. And uh, I want to talk to Sam more probably in the near future about his podcast and whatnot. But like, he's a fantastic guy. He's been a news guy here on the Outer Banks for quite some time. If you find him on social media, uh, there's links and everything over there for his new website and for his podcast. And uh, I talked to him just the other day and I couldn't tell him how happy I was for him because He's just one of those people. It's like you only want good things for him. You know, there's certain people in this world where you're like, man, I, I just want good things for that guy. And then there's some people where you're like, you know, they could pray their brakes go out rolling down a hill, that kind of thing. So, you know, for him, it's like, man, I only want good things for Sam Walker. And the fact that he's got this podcast up and going uh, and he's on all your, uh, he's on Spotify. I know that much. And he also has a video element on YouTube. Uh, but again, go search for him on social media, find his, his website and everything like that. And you can get linked in with Sam Walker. Love him very much. I also want to shout out real quick to a gentleman by the name of Adam die. Adam he is an emailer of the podcast. He always sends me great ideas. He's always listening. And I appreciate you so much, Mr. Adam, for all of your emails. He gave me a good idea about highlighting local gyms. I'm probably going to look into that a little bit more. But Adam, uh, I really appreciate you, dude. And if you are a listener of the podcast, you have any ideas, suggestions, or you're just a loyal listener, podcast at outerbanksthisweek.com is the email that you can send to and get in touch with me and uh, we'll get connected and we'll, and we'll talk some more. So yeah, podcast at outerbanksthisweek.com. All right, coming up here in just a few moments, Mr. Joel and I are going to jump into uh, some noteworthy events coming up in 2024. But before we do that, I need to shout out real quick to Gallup Roofing and Remodeling, founded in 1952 by Roscoe and Gilda Gallup. It's now owned and operated by Rex Simpson since 1990. That's 70 years of experience in Northeast North Carolina, specializing in uh, roof and leak repair, fortified roofing systems, shingle and shake roofs. All types of roofs. We'll say it like that. Now, they also do the uh, exteriors, again, with the remodeling section, uh, where they'll do uh, waterproof decking, exterior home repair, uh, all sorts of different things, exterior building repair and maintenance. 
you name it, they can pretty much handle it if it's the exterior or the top of your house or business. Go online to galloproofing.com or call them at 252-473-2888. Let them know you heard all about it right here on the Outer Banks This Week podcast. All right, Mr. Joel, you, sir are my very first guest of 2024. Let me say it like that. And you're also, and you came to the table with a good idea. So, you know, I love that. So, you know, when I have these guests, if you come to the table or you bring me a good idea, good chance I'm going to try to figure out a way to make it happen if I think it's a good idea. (laughs) But Mr. Joe was like, hey, man, look, we need to start talking about some of the the events that are going to be coming up in 2024, maybe some of the annual events. And he actually, I started doing some homework, but this guy actually did a lot of the homework already. So that being said, Mr. Joel, let's talk about some of these events that you uh, that you have found, and we'll uh, we'll jump into some more that I have found. So well, let's well, there's go. A, there's a lot that I'm excited about. So doing the homework was uh, was not that hard. It didn't feel like homework. Oh, right? Yeah. Man, what do I have to look forward to here? But I, th- I think this is one of the unique things about the Outer Banks is that there's always something going on. There's always some kind of cool or unique event that you really can't get anywhere else. And um, you know, we've lived a bunch of different places, and now we've settled down here in OBX. And this is one of the many things I love about these events. And a lot of them are so community-oriented. That is what makes it unique and special. So these are the ones that I think we were highlighting here today. Um, We should say that we should qualify. This isn't everything that is happening around the Outer Banks of 2024. Uh, These are the... Highlights we found the things that we know of. Right? right, we know the things that we know are happening. Good way to say it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and these are the events that I know that I will be going to as a participant in, and um, I'm looking forward to all of them. So um, let's start. I did this somewhat chronologically. Okay, February third. This is the tenth year of the Hatteras Island Oyster Roast. Now, some people cool. like oysters, some people don't. Uh, I have tried to like oysters many, many times and have failed each time. It's something I should like. I just don't. But it doesn't mean I'm not going to the Hatteras Island Oyster Roast. Very, very cool event sponsored by the Outer Banks Visitors Bureau. And it also serves as a major fundraiser for the North Carolina Coastal Federation who do, they do all kinds of nice things. But this is a very community-driven event. It ha- happens down at Owens Dock down in Hatteras Village. Uh, so you know down where the uh, Miss Hatteras is and yes. where, where Breakwater is, is that parking lot. They right. pretty much close the parking lot and just everything gets stacked up there with all the tables, different oysters and beer sales and vendors. It's a very cool little off-season event. And when I say little, I mean like there's a, most of the community kind of comes out for it. People from up north come out for it. Right. Um, and, of course, there's more than just oysters. There's other stuff. Oysters is the main attraction. But um, every year this thing has grown. And I'm looking forward to seeing what um, – you know what, what – um, you know what they do this year. So 1 to 4 p.m., February 3rd, Hatteras Island Oyster Roast, Owens Dock. I will be there, and I hope everybody else is too. Right there in Hatteras Village. Right there in Hatteras Village. Beautiful. Right. Event number two. Let's hear it. This is the big one. Okay. And I believe, and you can help me out with this, okay. the, the largest St. Patrick's Day parade in the state of, in North, the state Carolina. of North Carolina. The Kelly's Out of Bank St. Patrick's How Day cool Parade. How cool is that? The largest St. Patrick's Day in the state of North Carolina. That's, yes. that's quite the claim to fame. So let's talk about that one. Okay. Uh, yeah, glad to. I, I know that I've been in it a couple of times. Uh, it starts, I want, and I, I'm probably going to screw this up. And again, you can check out all this all online at OuterBanksThisWeek.com for all the details to their entirety. But it starts in uh, about mile post 10-ish in nags head milepost 11 ish in nags head and runs into the nags head line so we'll say 
It's probably a little bit more further north than that. We'll say Mapo's 12-ish. But it goes for quite some time. It starts right around Jockey's Ridge on the beach road. On the, keep that in mind. On the beach road. And goes north all the way to the Nags Head Kill Double Hills line right there. I think that's 8th Street. It's a decent, yeah, it's a decent it's, length. That's it's, not a small parade. No, it's yeah. not at all. And, I mean, they've got hundreds of participants every year. So it's a big thing. And, I mean, everybody turns out for it. I think the last couple of years the weather's actually been fairly decent for it. Mm-hmm. Knock on wood. Uh, so let's hope that stays the same, you know, continues. Because March can be interesting around here on the Outer Banks. You know that. Yes. I mean, January so far has been interesting with some of the wild weather. But... Anyway, March can be interesting, so let's pray that that weather stays good and it's it's a fun, family oriented parade. People get dressed up. I mean, I'm looking at the pictures from a couple of years past. There's like Irish pirates, There's a thing yes, like green pirates, and uh, the floats and just the camaraderie. Again, this is like a thing where if you are in the community, you are coming up the beach from down south, or you're coming down from the corral in the duck area, and you're getting in on this parade because it is very unique, very cool, very out of banks. And definitely a highlight of 2024. I will be there. A lot of restaurants that are surrounding that area at the time will have specials going on for that day involving St. Patrick's Day type stuff, you know, green beer and things of that nature. So that's something to keep in mind. Good event. Good event. Like that one. All right. Well, you mentioned weather being an issue in March. So let's talk about this one. This thing, this is very cool. I think this is one of the more unique events that happen in the Outer Banks that most people probably don't know about. The Blackbeard's Revenge 100. This is a 100-mile running race that what? starts in Kerala and goes all the way down and ends in Hatteras. It ends at Hatteras Landing. No so kidding. There's two 100. There's a 100 mile and a 100k. Either way, you're doing something that is 100. Um, the starting line is the start lines up in Kerala, and you just end where you end, right? But this thing has grown. It's been around for a while, and I think it's just kind of grown in the amount of participants they have. Uh, this year, I contacted the race organizers. This is the biggest that they've had so far. They've already oh, wow. broken the record from what they had last year. So it's one of these things that's going to keep snowballing as more and more people find out about it. Ultra running is a sport itself, has been growing exponentially as well. So this event is kind of getting on the map. It's sort of one of the cooler things to do. You pretty much run down the length of the Outer Banks, um, and you have uh, the 100-mile course, you, you have – Starting at 5.30 in the morning in Kerala, and you have 32 hours to finish. So it ends, the the shut the, the um, finish line shuts down at 1.30 p.m. the next day. Most people finish well ahead of that, um, but they give you 32 hours to finish. When you finish, like, you know, if you ever run any kind of 5K or some kind of race, right. there's like a little medal you get. They have a very cool belt buckle. A and belt buckle? If you saw this thing, you'd want to wear it all the time. Oh, man. I would wear this thing... On my pajamas going to bed. It is the coolest oh. belt buckle I have ever seen. Awesome. Does it make me want to go run 100 miles? Maybe not, but <laughs> it's well, making me think about it. It's a good, it's a good, uh, a, a good incentive. So, a good incentive for sure. Right. So there's all kinds of checkpoints and there's aid stations and everything kind of going down the length of this course, but a running race down the length of the Outer Banks is something that is very, very cool. Happens March 23rd. Finish line closes on March 24th down in Hatteras Landing. Um, so if you are looking for something to do on that Sunday, I believe it's a Sunday, March 24th. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong on that. Okay. So, yeah, Sunday, March 24th. Come down and hang out at Hatteras Landing, watching people car- cross the finish line. There's a pretty good crowd that gathers with their families, the participants and everything. Uh, very nice, unique event. Excellent. Okay. Okay. What else we got coming up? Well, let's move on to May. Okay. Um, the Outer Banks Jeep Invasion. Now, Justin, um, I might be wrong about this, but are we welcoming you into the Jeep family now? Uh, I, I have a Jeep Grand Cherokee. So it counts. Not, it not, counts. not a Jeep Wrangler like some of you other cool people. I think it will you know, give you some cred to get into the 
you, 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 you are you so you you are knighting me like I knight thee a member of totally <laughs> I win right. I win I was at a Bronco gotta, party this past weekend and they were like picking on me and made me feel inferior so thank no, you man no, don't worry no, about they weren't really yeah the Jeep people are where you want to be anywhere. thank you now I don't know if you so like the, the Jeep wave is very much a thing I've never given a Jeep wave to a Cherokee but if I saw you I would okay. give you. A Jeep wave. And that wave looks like what? I'll try to describe it. It's just two fingers yeah, with yeah. The, the thumb kind of The thumb's kind of out. Yeah, there's like little bumper stickers and everything. Okay. Some some people put a big bumper sticker on their side view mirror facing the other way so that that way they don't have to. You know, I got you. But I kind of like the community aspect. The, 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 okay, yeah. The two fingers wave. together yeah. with the thumb out. Other, you know, you're, yeah. yeah. Not, the, not the one finger salute or anything like that. No, no, no that's no, what I, I do to the other right, fingers. That's, right. that's what we do with the Bronco people. Bronco people, right, got it. <laughs> right. So, this is a cool, I think it's only the second invasion. Uh, it's happening May 11th through 14th. And it's basically a uh, gathering of Jeep enthusiasts that come from all over. Uh, they gather up in the fairgrounds there next to Miller's. Yeah, Soundside. Uh-huh. Soundside of Insight. Um, and there's all kinds of vendors and different events. And it's basically like, hey, let's check out each other's Jeeps and uh, let's talk about the different gear we put on these things. There's different showcases and uh, educational uh, classes that they do. Um, the cool thing is they, they do they, they do it here because they want to drive on the beach. So there's ride-along opportunities, and they do have a big caravan that goes with a little off-road track to build. And um, it's kind of a cool thing to come up and check out because I, I don't – if there's tickets, it's, like, super cheap. It's just, it's a Jeep showcase or it's a gathering of Jeep enthusiasts just to kind of, like, celebrate this hobby that they all love. So, right. Um, they do that here in the Outer Banks so they can take advantage of driving on the beach, which with your Jer- your Cherokee, you absolutely can and should drive yep. on the beach. Four-wheel drive. Um, so that is my big event in May. Okay. All right. Cool, cool. Let's move to June. Let's move to June. Dare Days. Dare Days. Yes. Love Dare Days. So I like this. So I, I grew up in Northern Virginia, and there is a town called Clifton, Small town in Fairfax, but uh, every year they have Clifton Days. Clifton and Days. Clifton transforms into a uh, – it's a mecca. It is a gathering spot. They have all kinds of events happening. It just transforms into like a city. Everybody goes there uh, for Clifton Days. And Dare Days reminds me very much of that, which is why I like it. So it's this really cool event for locals. Uh, last year, they had 96 total vendors. Oh, wow. Spread out across three different parking lots that included private businesses and different government partners. Goes all weekend, a total variety of live music, all kinds of food and drinks. The, kid, the, the thing is really geared toward kids or families. So there's a lot of games and activities for kids to keep them engaged. Uh, so very. So why I like this one, it's, it's similar to the Hatteras Island Oyster Roast. The idea is really to bring community together in a unique way. And uh, that one, visitors coming down obviously can take it, but they should stop by and take a part of. But it's on a weekend. Uh, so this one is June, um, I believe it's so June 6th and 7th. This year. They, they, I think they haven't quite made the dates official. Well, it's, it's always, it's normally the first weekend right. in June, the first full weekend in June. So, so it's a turnover day. So a lot of visitors are kind of coming or going, which makes it a little more unique for us who live here because this is, you know, right. like for us, but 96 vendors, that is a huge amount. And I'm sure it's going to grow this year. There'll be over a hundred. So the town of Manio um, works really hard for it to put it on. Manio has businesses. such cool stuff. Like, you know, the Manio Christmas tree lighting. I saw some videos of that one. I did the Hatteras. Yep. One down where I went. I thought that was cool. Our right. uh, local uh, karaoke hero, Rachel Bibby, did an amazing job at seeing that. Um, she's a piece of work now. But, um, oh, don't, hopefully she's not listening. So she'll, um, 
Oh. All right. Oh. No, I think she likes you. You'll be okay. No, no, I do. I, I, I love Rachel. <laughs> I'll see her just about every time I, when I go to stop in Sticky Bottom. Have you ever seen her do karaoke? I have not. Oh, it's an experience. I can't wait for I this. I would say you've not really been a part of karaoke until you've seen Rachel Bibby do karaoke. You hear that? Right. There's a little plug for you, Rachel. All right. Um, <laughs> what else are we working with? I got the Taste of the Beach. Taste of the Beach. That's always a big event. This is uh, back in April. April, so we just they just firmed up the dates, April twelve to fourteen. Okay, so we've all been to a beer show, we've been to a wine festivals where you kind of go around and taste all these different beers and wines. Mm-hmm. This is very much the same thing, except for food, except for delicious food and out of banks food. So, being a restaurant guy myself, this is something that um, is significant to me um, to either participate in at, for my restaurant. A little bit harder being down Hatteras to to lug everything up here for it, but to come up here and actually experience it. Um, it's a good opportunity where you've always been like, Hey, I want to try this restaurant. I want to try that restaurant, you know, up in Kitty Hawk, you don't really get, get a chance to get there. And now you have everything in one place where you can try a bunch of things at once and get that restaurant experience. So I think shrimp is spotlighted big time there. There's a lot of people doing stuff with shrimp, but there's general seafood, barbecue, um, all kinds of wine and craft beer. They do wine, uh, tasting classes, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is very cool. Uh, all these details are up in the Outer Banks this week, uh, website, by the way. But the big highlight of the Taste of the Beach is the chowder cook-off. Okay, so yeah, the chowder cook-off. Uh, everybody submits a chowder, and uh, it is judged, and I'm sure they're all delicious. So they'll be doing that this year from April 12th to 14th. Taste of the Beach is a big event, and yes. three days. So you got April 12th, 13th, 14th. They got stuff spread out over the course of a three-day weekend. Uh, again, I believe there's some live music that's happening. There's it's This is an event that um, a lot of people come down uh, to the Outer Banks to um, – to be a part of. So right. We will be there for sure. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Um, what else? You got anything else? Any other big events coming up? Let's talk about two events in Okacroke. Okay. Okacroke events. They're I love Okacroke events. Yeah, let's not leave Okacroke out of the discussion here. They have two very cool events. The first, August 2nd and 3rd, the Okacroke Fig Festival. Ooh, love figs. Have you? Okacroke figs are a thing. Okay. Um, I didn't know it until I was living down there. But uh, they have all these fig trees, and then when they blossom, they do all kinds of stuff with the figs, and they celebrate that with the fig festival. So they got fig preserves. Um, they have a big thing with fig cakes, which I've never actually tried, but I want to. Sounds so, good. Much like Taste of the Beach has the chowder cook-off, the fig festival has the fig cake competition. Ooh, hey. And, um, I heard it's very competitive. So, um, again, vendors, music, um, you can buy any kind of fig product you can think of that is down there. Okay. And uh, my favorite, 1718 Brewing. They do a it's, – it's a seasonal thing. They don't have it all the time. Uh, my man Brett, who does their distribution, knows that when they have it, I need extra kegs of it. They have a fig wheat beer. They take their summer wheat and they infuse it with Okacroke figs. Ooh. And what comes out is just the best beer you've ever had in your life. And oh, okay. You've never had 1718 Brewing Fig Week. It is, it's just fantastic. And you know, it's hard to find because – People like me are buying it all up. <laughs> so, okay. You want to know where to get it? Go find Joel and he might have some might. if you can't find it. Right. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so that, so that Oak the Fig Festival, a lot of people go down for it. And these are the events where we know being right by the ferry to Okacroke, we kind of get a, 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 a barometer for when people are going to Okacroke for these different things. And the two big ones are the Fig Festival and then the biggest one of all, the Okacroke Pirates Festival or Blackbeard's Jamboree. Right. That is okay. not, so the Fig Festival is August 2nd and 3rd, and then the Pirate Festival is always in October, usually late October. The dates for 2024 are to be announced. Uh, I think it was the 28th and 29th in 2023. 
And this is very cool. It is advertised as a weekend of swashbuckling fun. But it's a lot of pirate history. Obviously, there's a lot of Blackbeard flavor to the whole entire thing. Um, they do uh, – they're live. They, there's some live music, but they do a lot of like pirate shanties and uh, there's different arts and crafts for the kids. Uh, then the big event at the end is they have all these people dressed up like pirates and they uh, go down to Springer's Point, which is down there in Hogan and they fire an actual cannon to nice. mark the occasion. So that is sort of their tradition there. And again, it, it's like October stuff starts really dying out, you know, down in, in Hatteras, especially mm-hmm. the ferry traffic just kind of dwindles. And then all of a sudden that that pirate Jamboree shows up, the Blackbeard Jamboree, and, and, and it's like you're, you're six ferry lines deep again. Like everybody's That's wild. That thing, so it's very cool. That's wild. Um, I got one more. Give me one more. All no, right. Count, don't stop. Keep going. This one is important because we were canceled in 2023. Okay. The Hatteras Day at the Docks. Ah, yeah. Okay. Tell so me about that we, one. So this is an annual event. They, I think they didn't have it during COVID. They brought it back, and it was a very cool like, community-oriented event. It happens down uh, in Hatteras Harbor Marina. We're kind of spread out everywhere. It's big, right? So All it right. kind of spills into Owen's Dock. It goes down. So there's... um. The, the big things are there is a chowder cook-off. There is a seafood throwdown, which is very cool. Have you ever seen that? They there's a, they get uh, two competitors. So the last one that we had, you had um, Eduardo's from Oka Croak, and you had Lalo's Tacos okay. from, from Buxton. Right. Mm-hmm. Both amazing food. Just top-notch, right? Got it. So you had these like taco experts competing with each other, but they don't know the ingredient. So uh, So they're all set up, and they're like waiting – and at the end, they come down with a big bucket and they throw down the fish. Oh, shoot, I don't remember what fish it was, but um, <laughs> that's okay. They have to clean it. They have to like you know they have to prepare it in any way they can. And there's a panel of judges. They have one hour, sixty minutes, just like a TV show. And um, they you know make it's like and there's an audience. There's like hundreds of people watching this thing. It was standing room only. And eventually, winner is crowned. That time, Lalo's Tacos edged him out. Um, so they were the last winner. Of course, they didn't have it in 2023, so we'll be back in 2024. I'm very excited about it. It's always in September, usually mid-September. Okay. So look for the announcement for those dates then. And um, that completes my list. You um, got a good little list there. You you definitely, like I said, you did your research, but for you, you like, it's like you said, it was fun for you to do this because so you're all about these events. Right. And again, this is not everything. No, no, of course, of course. And I mean, this, these events, there will be more things that will be added throughout the year, obviously, but these were things that Joel knew of, like right off the top of his head, pretty much. And he did some reading on them and everything like that. Um, the events that I have are kind of your, your, your broad events, like the 4th of July events that go on in Ocracoke and Duck and in Manio. You've got your Alice Kelly uh, fishing tournament. There's the Brewtog that happens every year. There's also that the Brewtog... A lot of times it takes place in October. Um, late September, early October is when that one will go on. Uh, there's the Carolina Boat Builders Challenge or the Boat Builders Tournament that will happen in July. You've got the uh, Curry Tuck Heritage Bulls and Barbecue event that goes on in November. Everything I'm reading off right now can be found online. If you go to outerbankswithweek.com, uh, click on the events tab, and it's under annual events. Um, Some people might not know about these fishing tournaments. So there, there's a couple big ones throughout the year, right? Boat Builder is a big one. Uh, big Rock is out of Moorhead, but draws a lot of crowd down to the Outer Banks for that one. Um, and the Village Fishing Tournament is, is coming up, I believe, in April uh, down in Hatteras. Um, people like it, it's a, it's I wouldn't quite call it a community event, but it's kind of a unique thing because it's the only time where you are catching these big mar, these uh, sailfish uh, or the billfish, mm-hmm. um, catching these blue marlin and actually bringing them in. 
And, and, and so it's kind of a spectacle. A lot of people gather around to watch them, you know, for the weighing and they they hang them up and they weigh them and there's a big like crowd and everybody's cheering. And it's kind of a cool thing. I had never seen that before. Right. Last okay. Year. So it's, it's kind of a, a unique thing with these fishing tournaments where you can kind of come in and, and, and watch that. Yeah. There's, there's definitely some, some marine fishery rules and laws that surround a lot of that stuff. So let's keep that in mind. But yeah, it, it can't happen. Like if it's, it's got to be a certain size and a certain weight and everything yeah. like that to bring it in, obviously. So let's, let's not say they don't just bring them in all the time because some people freak out about that stuff. But you're right. Like if it is a certain. Yeah. It's only during the tournaments. Only yeah. during the tournaments. Yeah. Yes, obviously. Uh, but again, there's so many different other events. I'm not going to get, I don't have a chance to really get into all of them, but Joel shined a lot of light on a lot of the good ones. And again, they'll continue to populate. If you go to outerbankthisweek.com throughout the year, click on the events tab, you will see the events as they continue to be listed and updated. We have a whole content team here at Outer Banks this week that is dedicated to building websites, updating marketing interfaces, doing things with the magazine, and also updating the events. And like the, I believe the Outer Banks Chamber uses our, or not the Chamber, excuse me, the Visitors Bureau uses our events calendar for their events on their website as well. So that's something to keep in mind all online at outerbanksthisweek.com. Speaking of events, we're going to jump into a few here in just a few moments that are coming up in the near future. But before we do that, uh, Wanchi's Marina, they have an annual event down there. They have the Halloween blowout that they've been doing since COVID started. This next year or this coming year, 2024, will be their fifth annual Halloween blowout. It is a huge party, huge party, costume contest. Uh, there's so many different vendors that show up for that to be a participant in. So that Halloween party is something that's going to take place at Wanchi's Marina. But keep in mind, now's the time. If you're starting to book charters and things here on the Outer Banks, definitely consider Wanchi's Marina as a place to do it. Their quick access to phenomenal fishing grounds is home to one of the finest charter fishing fleets. Uh, when you're looking to go offshore, inshore, Soundside, Wanchi's Marina has some of the most knowledgeable captains in the area right there. 4457 Mill Landing Road in Wanchi's and online at wanchismarina.com. Also, don't forget about the check. Don't forget to check out the Landing Grill. Fantastic eats can be had at the Landing Grill. They got a pretty good Philly cheesesteak there. So, uh, it's right down the street from my house. I'll just shoot down there, grab me a Philly and take it home. I'm good to go. It's good stuff. All right, Mr. Jill, um, some events that are going to be taking place in the near future. We're going to go through these real quick. First, I can't emphasize enough to those of you that here, live here locally. Please support local high school and middle school athletics. Okay. If you can get to a high school or a middle school basketball game, whether it be Cape Hatteras or first flight or Maniel, or if you're listening in Curry Tuck or down in Ocracoke, wherever you're listening from, please pour back into these different athletic events that are put on at the schools. Okay. Cause they are looking for, I mean, this is some of them, this could be like as far as they make it in sports and they're looking for that super bowl experience. So I can't tell people enough to go and participate and watch these different sporting events. Yeah. It's going to be a couple of bucks. You got to pay to go in. That's, that's not the school rule. That's the high school association rule, North Carolina high school association rule. That's what they, they put in place. So, uh, you're going to pay a couple of bucks, but it's still worth it. And the kids appreciate it and they love it. So and the energy in there's amazing. So keep that in mind to support local high school athletics and middle school. Let me say it too: middle school and high school uh, trivia night. So Lost County uh, Waterfront Beer Garden on Friday nights does a trivia night starting at six o'clock. Brother Dirt, he eats it up and people come in there just to kind of hang out with him and do the trivia. So he really enjoys that. I uh, want to mention uh, Trick Fly. They're going to be playing at the uh, Avalon Pier. On Friday, January 12th, starting at 8 o'clock. Now, they're a cover band from Kitty Hawk. They play rock and roll from the 80s and 90s. I've heard them play at Dare Days, believe it or not. And uh, they 
I, I was I was digging it. I was definitely digging it. Definitely a cool band. And of course, I like a lot of the eighties and nineties rock anyway. So when they broke out some Green Day, I was like, oh man, take it right back, dude. It did. I was like, man, flashbacks ninety five or whatever, yeah. you know. And anyway, so here's something that's really cool that's going to be taking place. Outer Banks got talent. Something that's going to be put on at the Pioneer Theater here in downtown Manio. They're having their tryouts starting Saturday and Sunday, the 13th and the 14th of January. But you got to make sure you turn in your registration form by the 13th. All the rules and all the different things and the qualifications or whatnot can be found online at thepioneertheater.com. Don't forget about the the part, thepioneertheater.com. But again, you got to have that turned in by the 13th. So keep that in mind. It's coming up. Yeah, so I want to shout out to my buddy uh, Cody Hooker. He does a thing called the Chef's Table at New Vines in downtown Manio, pairing wines with different foods and everything. And I remember, I wish I could remember what he was going to do. I saw him not long ago, and he was telling me um, about what his next meal pairing was going to be. And it's I think oh, it was chicken and waffles. Mm. Yeah, something with chicken and waffles. But that's going to be on Tuesday, January thirtieth, from six to eight. Now, chicken he- waffles and wine. Something, yeah, man. It was something like that, bro. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued too. I mean, I'm not much of a wine have to guy. Tickets for that. So, but that's that's coming up on uh, Tuesday, January 30th, from six to eight. Now he'll do a lot of times on Tuesdays throughout the year, uh, especially in the summertime. He'll do these chefs table things at New Vines, and it's something different every week. Uh, love Cody Hooker, is fantastic chef, and uh, it's guaranteed to be a good time. But he's an entertaining guy as it is. So, love you, Chef Hooker. That's what I call him. We, call, we all call him Chef Hooker in our little friends group. Amazing name. Um, here's something. A couple, a couple more things. Dueling Pianos. Okay, the Dueling Pianos event is being put on by the Dare Education Foundation Friday, February 9th at 108 Budley in downtown Manio from 6 until 8 with all monies raised going back to the Dare Education Foundation. Now, have you ever, have you ever been to a Dueling Piano event, Joel? I've been to a Dueling Piano bar. Okay, I'm, I'm thinking it's kind of the same. I've never been. They're super fun. Yeah, well, this is going to be these. There's this, nothing not to like about a dueling piano bar. Well, they're coming down from New York. Amazing. And they're going to set up. So 108 Budley is right across the street from where we're at right now. They're going to set up in there. We're going to have kind cocktails there to make the cocktails. We're going to have Paul Sharon. He's providing the beer from Lost Colony Brewery. Uh, we've also got Joanna's Cafe Lachine's going to be doing something f- with the food. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting somebody, but we really need to thank 108 Budley for allowing us to to use that space. Um can't thank Malcolm Faring and Allison and that whole family for allowing us to do that. But that's the Dueling Pianos event happening Friday, February 9th at 108 Budley in downtown Manio. You can get a dare, go to dareeducationfoundation.org for more details on how to buy tickets. There's links there for you to buy tickets online and whatnot. It's $125 a person and $200 per couple. So keep that in mind. Uh, one more that I'm going to mention real quick. Uh, Striper's Chili Cook-Off is going to be happening on Sunday, February 18th from noon until 4. That's a fun time. I get to be a judge this year. I'm really excited about that. How'd you pull that off? Well, it was funny. So a friend of mine is uh, one of the managers there, and she called me, and she was like, hey, would you want to do this? And I was like, yeah, sign me up. So I'm going to go and get to taste some chili. At some point, you made a right decision somewhere. That, that is the dream. A chili cook-off judge? Wow. You, well, I think you've officially made it. I, I think you're... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I made it mm-hmm. in life to be a chili cook-off judge. Amen. Well, that's going to be a lot of fun. All the details and everything that I've mentioned, it can all be found online at uh, com. Again, click on the events tab. It's all right there. Uh, Joel, uh, did we forget anything? 
Did we leave anything out? Almost certainly, but I think we did our best. I think you're right. You know, and again, if, if there was an event that we overlooked that happens every year or something that you want us to make sure that we mention event wise on the podcast, email me podcast at outerbankswithisweek.com and I will follow up and I'll make sure that it gets mentioned, okay? Uh, Joe, I really can't thank you enough for coming in and doing this with me today. Thank you so much for having me. It's no, absolutely. honor to be here in the hallowed grounds of the Outer Banks this week and uh, <laughs> to sit down and do this with you. This is well, very cool. Yeah. There's nothing I'm more excited about than talking about the Outer Banks and everything we have going on down here. So this has been a true, true privilege and a pleasure. Thank you. Well, and I thank you. I mean, especially being as in the last, like, you know, 24 hours, you have gone from New Orleans through airports you know, I had to crash in a hotel and just to be here today. I mean, you haven't even seen your kids and your wife yet. So uh, to stop in and, and pay me a visit prior to doing that, man. We'll like up it, for that tomorrow. Schools are closed, so I'll get a full dose. There you go. Uh, but I, I thank you so much, and I look forward to, to hanging out with you some more. Again, we'll do that podcast from the wreck in July. And uh, who knows, maybe sometime between now and then I can get you up here a few more times. And that we'll sit down great. and kick it. Thanks, Justin. We'll schedule that, man. Uh, next week, real quick, what a shout-out to uh, Tasha Quidley from the Inn on the Pamlico in Buxton. She's going to be our next guest. We're going to talk about their – this is their 20th year at the Inn on the Pamlico and Cafe Pamlico. And she's got some really neat things coming up this year that we're going to talk about on the next podcast. So she'll be here uh, to talk about that. Uh, I talked to her last week, and she's really excited about coming up. So, Tasha, we're looking forward to I'm that. I'm excited to listen to that one. So if you're down where I am, Cafe Pamlico is one of our favorite places to go. Tasha love, oh is my gosh, such yes. an incredible manager. She's so nice. Um, just someone you love being down in the business community with. Um, and I just I love everything about the inn and the cafe and everything they do. And uh, that's it's the best eggs Benedict I've ever had. Oh, OK. But uh, she does an amazing job. And if I was get, I got married a long time ago. But if I was getting married now, it would most assuredly be at Cafe Pamlico with the inn at Pamlico Sound. And I would be called Tasha. I'd be like, Tasha, I got an event. Hook me up. So, yeah, uh, she's she's me really good here. Excellent. Excellent. Well, Joel, thanks a lot for coming in. Out of Banks This Week podcast, episode 46, all brought to you by Kelly's Automotive right here in Mania. If it's got doors, that's what he's selling. He's selling doors. That's what he told me the other day. He's like, yeah, man, I'm selling doors. I was like, doors. He's like, yeah, shed doors and car doors. I was like, oh, okay, all right, yeah. So he's uh, ready to help you out. If you're looking for a shed, he's got all different shapes and sizes up there, and he can actually have something custom built for you if you're looking for a certain size specification. And if it's a used car, man, he is king. Again, I got my Jeep Cherokee from him. Very thankful to have that. Uh, It's got the Hemi in it. Did I tell you that? You did not. Well, I think about that line in the movie, Joe Dirt, where she's like, wow, a Hemi. Balls did wow. Anyway, I had to do Nailed that. It. <laughs> <laughs> what was her name? Jamie Presley, the actress. She's actually from Kinston. Anyway, neat little fun fact about her. Out of Banks This Week podcast, episode 46. Thank you and Kelly for jumping on as our presenting sponsor at Kelly's Automotive. You can find them online at kellysobxauto.com. All right. We're out of here. Thanks again, Joe. Thank you, Justin. Later. This has been another epic edition of the Outer Banks This Week podcast. Follow us on social media and be sure to listen every Thursday for a new episode. 